Hello and welcome to the Garthog Technologies Vacation and Short-Term Rental Titans podcast. This is the show for anyone interested in getting a more in-depth understanding into the short-term rental space, especially when it comes to tech-enabled service. And on this episode, I have the real pleasure of having Steve Lasman joining me. Steve is Vice President and General Manager at Villas of Distinction a premier, super luxury, aspirational villa rental company that have unmatched expertise when it comes to finding the right villas for the most discerning guests. Steve, welcome. It is brilliant to have you with me. Humphrey, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and um, just look forward to chatting with you and seeing how we can help people realize their uh, villa vacation experience to the max. I mean, it's just... You know, it's the most incredible vacation, and I'm happy to have a chat with you about it. Amazing. Thank you. So, Steve, um, tell me first about you. Um, you've had, a, well, you've clearly had a stellar career in the hospitality industry, um, but who is the real Steve Lasman? Well, you're right. This is my actually my 40th year in hospitality. I gasp when I say that. Um, and I've done a little bit of everything because I've worked for airlines, cruise lines, tour operators, you know, mass market tour operators, you know, all the way up to what we are today, which is a, a luxury villa provider. You know, my thing, my passion, other than providing these incredible experiences and then seeing people just go, wow, you know, this is incredible because that truly is the passion. If you don't have the passion to want to create these incredible experiences for people, then you're in the wrong business. But other than travel and other than seeing the world, because I actually, I just got back from my own personal vacation. Um, last week, I was in um, Kentucky in the United States. I was doing a backroads bike trip, bicycle, not motorcycle, bicycle. And we, my wife and I, and about eight other people flew into Lexington, Kentucky, got on bikes and bicycled the bourbon trail. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. So to talk about an experience, you know, rolling hills, horse farms, and a lot of bourbon, a lot of bourbon. That is one of my passions. Great bourbons. Golf is my other passion. But this was truly not about golf. This was truly about great bourbons. Um, I'll give you a typical day and then we'll go on. You get up, you get your route, you ride about 25 miles, you have lunch, you get back on your bike, you ride about another 15, 20 miles to the distillery, you start doing bourbon tastings. You no longer got back on your bicycle. <laughs> we, we had rescue vehicles or service vehicles, if you'd like to call them, that we would get on and then go to the next distillery or go to a horse farm. But once we started drinking, there was no bicycle riding. But it was just an incredible experience. And I, and I recommend it highly. Nothing to do with villas, but you asked about me and my passions. So kind of bourbon and traveling were put together there. Um, the next trip will certainly be a golf trip. Nice. Well, maybe we can persuade VRMA to uh, do some bourbon tasting at the at the next conference. That and, and bicycling as well. As well, how how many bottles of bourbon can you carry on a bicycle in one go? Well, the the good news is you have the support vehicle. <laughs> so whatever you buy, you can put in put into the support vehicle. Now, the only real problem is if you fly, um, as you probably know. I, I know in the U.S. I don't know what it is in the U.K., but you're only allowed two bottles in your checked baggage. So of course I brought three bags with me <laughs> because I wanted to make sure I had enough luggage. I, I would have bought more, 
but I bought six. I only bought six bottles. I have quite the bourbon collection at home. So I'm very specific about what I was looking for. And I was able to come up with a couple of finds that I'm not going to find here. So those were the six bottles I brought back. Um, when you go to, for instance, like Buffalo Trace, which is one of the more popular um, uh, distilleries, they had, for instance, uh, Colonel Taylor. Very hard to find here in the U.S. Very hard to find. One bottle limit. You have to show your driver's license. They scan it, and you can't buy another bottle for three months. So, oh, wow. so of course, I got two because my wife was with me, um, who is not a bourbon drinker. But that's okay. We used her. We used her to get another bottle. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, tell me more then about Villas of Distinction. How did you get 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 going with these guys? So as I mentioned, I've been in the business for 40 years. Um, 31 of it, I've been with um, the owners of our company. Um, the owners of our company had another uh, wholesale business, which was more mass market uh, airline vacations that I was with them for about um, 15 years. Um, they sold that company and after their non-compete was up, started a new organization. And this was in 2005. And one of our first purchases, because we went up, how we built the company was through acquisition. We purchased a company called Creative Leisure, which was a high-end luxury um, airland hotel resort company. Well, within that purchase, there was this small little company called Villas of Distinction that was um, started by a gentleman 31 years ago. So we picked up this company. We picked up this company, Creative Leisure, because we wanted Villas of Distinction more than Creative Leisure, to be perfectly honest. We shut down Creative Leisure in 2008 and focused on Villas of Distinction. Our goal was always to be not the biggest villa experience provider, but <laughs> the best. So when I first, you know, when we first acquired this company, the owners asked me to go, you know, work for this division. And one of the first things we did when we acquired them, they had probably somewhere around 20,000 villas in their inventory. Our big thing at Villas of Distinction is we vet, inspect, and guarantee the quality of every single villa we offer. So my first order of business was we cannot have 20,000 villas in our inventory because it is physically impossible to guarantee the quality of that. You know, you look around the, the landscape of the villa rental world and you look at the Airbnbs, the HomeAways, the VRBOs, they have 6 million, 7 million homes in their inventory and they make no bones about it. They don't vet or inspect any of them. You know, we're not that company. If you just, you know, if you don't care and you want the cheapest villa in, um, out there for $25 a night that you can just rest your head, we're not that company. So the first thing I did was I, I cut our inventory from 5,000, 15,000, uh, sorry, 20,000 villas down to 5,000 overnight. Um, over the years, we've kind of you know evolved. And right now we have just about 4,000 villas in 53 destinations around the globe. Each one of them, I could say that I can confidently say that somebody can, if they, if they spend their hard-earned dollars with us, they will be guaranteed exactly what we present to them um, on, our, on our website. So, you know, you're getting, and again, the villa world is very different because look at the destinations. You know, you may have a absolutely stunning villa, let's say in Orlando, Florida, that the maximum rate would be maybe $1,800 per, per night, per night for like a 10-bedroom villa. You put that same exact villa 
on the beach in Turks and Caicos or in St. Bart's, as you probably know, that villa is probably going to be about $25,000, a night. So it really depends. The, the value is based on the destination. But again, we keep a very limited inventory on purpose. You know, if somebody, if, if they don't keep up the property, we have no problem saying, sorry, we can't work with you anymore. But most importantly, and then I'll let you ask your next question. See, when you talk to a New Yorker, I can't let you get a word in. But the most important thing is we provide a full service concierge team with every reservation. So Humphrey, it's not about you booking your villa with us and where you're sleeping. It's more about what is the experience that you and your traveling companions want to have? So if you said to me, I want to go to Los Cabos in Mexico, we want to know what is it that you're looking to do when you're in Los Cabos? You might say, hey, we all love tequila. We want to have a private tequila tasting. We will bring a private tequila tasting to your villa. You may say, hey, I'm interested in food, 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 food. We'll set up the best restaurants. Maybe we'll bring a chef into a chef class with you. You know, it's about what are you looking to experience? What is going to make your experience phenomenal? And that's really what we're looking to do. So yes, it's important to find the right villa obviously to meet the standards that you as a guest is looking for. But to us, it's more important. What is the experience you want to have when you're there? Steve, I love that. I think you're you're giving everyone some amazing insights into what makes a successful business in, in hospitality. I mean, I've got to, I've got to ask you, you know, and, and it might be some duplication, but you know, I mean, what what is your best piece of advice for aspiring new entrepreneurs in the hospitality sector at the moment? Well, number one is if you don't have the passion to want to to, to create these experiences for people and just you know deliver on deliver on your promise, then please pick another industry. Because again, we are dealing, people work depending upon where they are, and we're not including the retired, but depending upon where they are. People work, you know, like in the US, you can work 50 weeks a year and only have two weeks vacation. Maybe in the UK, you're working 44 weeks, 46 weeks, six weeks of vacation. It doesn't matter. You're working the bulk of your time. So when you go on vacation, your expectations are as high as they've ever been. They're higher than when you buy a new car. They're higher than when you buy a new television. They're higher than when you buy anything, any commodity that you're buying. Um, it, it's a physical, you know, something, so to speak, versus your vacation. Completely different. Think about this. You buy a TV how, or a car. How much research do you do? You do, you do some, you think about it, but it's usually, uh, you know, two or three weeks of research. You buy it. You get the product and then you enjoy it, but you're not, you know, you're not, you're just enjoying, you're not bragging to your friends about the new TV you got after five months. Think about a vacation. The, you, you plan it, the minute you book it, all you're thinking about is going on vacation. People have calendars where they're putting big X's through the days, you know, getting to their vacation. Okay. Then they get to their vacation. They go, wow, they're, and in this day and age, they're posting pictures to all the world to see on social media. Why? Because they want everybody to be jealous of what they're doing, you know, and sharing this amazing experience. Then they're taking pictures. Then they're coming home and they're talking to everybody about what an amazing trip they had. So when you, you know, as an entrepreneur getting into the hospitality business, 
if you don't have the passion to want to make sure that you provide the absolute best experience for a client today, tomorrow, and well into the future, then you're not going to be successful because our key to our success is our repeat factor. Okay. How many people come to us the first time? So I'm going to give you some statistics. A first time traveler that comes to us has a one in three possibility that they're going to repeat with us. That's over 30%. That's huge. Right. Now they come, they come back that second time, that repeat factor jumps almost to 70%. Wow. So what have you done? If you do your job right the first time, you have created customers for life. And what's awesome about Avila is we do a lot of families. So you're building future customers because they're traveling in villas. It's a, it's an awesome business, you know, as long as you deliver. That's that that's totally fascinating. Yeah, you're 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 curating the next generation of traveler by by making their experience be be villas. Oh, I love that, Steve. I love that. Um, one thing I would pick up on though is: is it possible to have a vacation with young children? Oh, a thousand percent. You know, again, what did we talk about in the very beginning? We talked about the experience. So, is the experience doing? You know, a, a multi-gen family. I give you an example. In 2019, this was one of my favorite multi-gen vacations. We had a multi-generational family that wanted to celebrate Grandma's 95th birthday. So you had people from. 95 years old to four years old traveling in this big group. They decided to go to Jamaica in the Caribbean where all of our villas come with a full staff. So you have a chef, a butler, a laundress. Yes, they do your laundry every day. Um, A houseman, a pool man. I mean, you had everything. They wanted to celebrate. They wanted us to bring a reggae band in and they wanted us to bring a photographer and videographer in so they can record the moment. That is what we did for them. That is something, and they sent us the videos, and it was hysterical, you know, and also tears coming down your eyes as you're watching grandma dancing to the reggae band at 95 years old, you know, with her 10-year-old grandson or great-grandson. So that's really what it's about. So families, yeah, I mean, we do, um, you know, as I said, around the globe. So, you know, if you're in Italy, for instance, and you want to do cooking classes, we do cooking classes. We do pizza making and calzone making with the children. You know, you want to do scavenger hunts. We do scavenger hunts with the children. You want to do, um, you know, bonfire on the beach with with marshmallows. We can do that. You know, so it's really the only thing that limits the experience that you can have is two things. One. Is it legal and is it indigenous to the area that you're going to, right? And two is having the money to be able to, you know, do these these extra things. Because it could be as simple as renting bicycles, which is not expensive, you know, to having, you know, a full, you know, full-blown reggae band at your villa. You know, so, I mean, it goes back and forth. I mean, I think that that is fun, fun challenges to solve every day. Um, speaking speaking about challenges, um, um, I've tried to avoid asking this question, but I'm really fascinated in what in what your answer would be. You know, what what have you learned from the beginning of COVID to now? Well, it's interesting. Um, we are probably one of the few organizations that actually, I hate to say it, benefited from a pandemic. Why? Because people still wanted to go away. But they didn't want to be on a crowded cruise ship. They didn't want to be on a crowded, in a crowded resort. They wanted to be in private 
villa accommodations. Now, like any, everybody else, when the world started shutting down January and February, you know, that was difficult. But once we started getting into, you know, the middle of, of 2020, things started to open up, vaccinations started coming, and people were traveling again. And what we saw, the main difference, you know, with the pandemic was we started getting people that never, ever thought about traveling in a villa before, which is, you know, the challenge in that is, you know, I remember some people asking us, you know, well, when I get there, do I go to the front desk to check in? You know, they, they don't have that concept of this is a private home. You know, there's no front desk. You can't can't call the bellman to come help you with your luggage. You know, these things. I mean, but yes, we can set up all the activities, you know, from transportation to, um, you know, we even do the testing, you know, to come back into the U.S. requires the CDC testing to come back into the states. We set up the testing in the villas, you know, so you don't even have to leave the villa. Yeah, which is yeah. which is awesome. So, you know, the challenge is um, just talk. I mean, yes, it was a great opportunity for us. Here was the challenges. One, obviously, people weren't traveling. So we had to take all the business that was on the books and move it. That's one big challenge. Number two, now you've got this incredible demand. So while you're working, you know, with all moving all of your current bookings, you're also working with demand. So we were hiring like crazy. You know, we were one of the few companies that was trying to add in, uh, employees. Now, I'm sure you've heard there is a definite issue in trying to hire employees in this country. Um, you know, we've slowly ramped back up. So that was one challenge. The second challenge, of course, was, you know, the constant changing of the parameters to travel. You know, is, is a destination open? If they're open, what are the requirements? You know, do you, do you need to bring, you know, what paperwork, what forms do you need to fill out? You know, for instance, I went to Turks and Caicos um, about uh, two months ago. You know, I had to get my PCR, I'm, I'm vaccinated, but I had to get my PCR test done 72 hours prior. I had to fill out a form. The form had to be sent to the, the tourism of uh, Turks and Caicos. They had to send me back a form that I had to bring with me that allows me to travel to Turks and Caicos. When I get to the airline to get on my flight, I have to present this form to the airline to show that I am a lot. So there's more, I don't want to call them hassles, but that's what there are. There are a lot more hassles to a traveler now that I think people are getting used to because it's not going away, as we both know. You know, so it's a little bit more cumbersome to travel. Um, and in the case of Turks and Caicos, I had to have a specific insurance that covered me if I caught COVID while I was in the destination that would cover my um, airlift back to the United States. Um, I'm going to Grenada at the end of this month. Um, I do again, have to do PCR testing, have various you know items. There are some, I just heard today, Nevis um, and St. Kitts, if you're vaccinated, you still have to test when you get there. You have a one day quarantine. If you're negative, then you're free to roam the island. You know, so that was a challenge because these, 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 um, parameters were changing daily, you know, and people come to us looking to us to be the source of information. And that was tough. That, that was really tough and it's still changing, you yeah, know, and then of course, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that is hard. That is hard. Um, Steve, I think that's, uh, that's fascinating. Um, so tell me if we were to organize a um, vacation rental dinner party where you get to invite three other people to come and join you, who, who, who would be on your dinner party list? 
Well, because I'm married 38 years, it would be my wife, number one. <laughs> That's without a doubt. Now, um, so you're talking anyone in the world that I, I mean, we have someone who's going to help impress um, your guests. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, geez, probably the master distiller at Buffalo Trace. Come, you know, I'd love to meet them and talk bourbon stories. And if it doesn't matter whether they're dead or alive, um, probably would love to have John Lennon sitting at my table because I'd love to have a conversation with that guy. Nice, nice. <laughs> you know, I mean, I could give you a whole slew of people that I'd love to meet. Um, and I've been fortunate in, my, in this world. I have met quite a few people, but um, yeah, I, I think my wife would, would definitely be number one because if she ever heard this podcast and I didn't mention her, you know, would, you know, I that. wouldn't want to be responsible for getting exactly. you in trouble. Exactly. But I would love to talk bourbon. And I'd love to talk music, music and bourbon. Nice. Nice. Um, and then some quick far questions. Sure. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee, Lavazza, Italian only. Bath, shower? Shower, 100%. Football or hockey? Hockey. It's close, but hockey. Chocolate <laughs> or chili? Oh, chili, 100%. Beach or mountain? Ooh, that's a tough call. Um, I'm going to say beach because the weather's nicer. <laughs> and then the big one, cattle dog. Excuse me? Cat or dog? Oh, I thought you said castle dog. And I'm like, what's a castle dog? Uh, absolutely dogs. Absolutely dogs. Um, Steve, look, thank you very much indeed for your time today. That has been short sweep, incredibly enlightening in how to run a successful villa's um, business, catering to the most discerning guests. Um if anyone wants to get hold of Steve, um, we'll make sure his details are accessible below this podcast. And from me, Humphrey Bowles at Godhog Technologies. And from Steve, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. And if I can leave you with two words, our philosophy is guest first. We always want to put our guest first. And I hope that came across today. That's our passion, putting the guest first and making sure they have an incredible experience. Humphrey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, spending the past, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes with you and look forward to doing it again.